Hello, everybody. Welcome back to We Bought a Mic for the big one. The one everyone has been waiting for. Mm -hmm. That's the true. The big 299. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. The 299th episode. It's the moment we've all been waiting. I can't. For. I can't believe it's been <laughs> 299. Man, we we used to joke about episode 299. Yeah, it's like, crazy. imagine if we made it to 299. Oh, God, it's too bad that what like we'll never live to see 300. No, mm -hmm. I swear, if we make it to see 300, I we're gonna have to just like do a Michael Bay movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if whichever the, one is out, the, by that the yeah. only chance Who's we'll do say? a three hundredth episode is if for some reason we end up in the back of an ambulance. I mean, yeah. and the only way that we'll do that is if that ambulance happens to be in L.A. <laughs> it's the only way that I will do that podcast, which we are on the complete other side of the coast of some some yeah. crazy show. Yeah, it's just to not gonna down. happen. That's not gonna it's happen. Fine. Oh, well, well, enjoy the last one. Yep. We're chilling. We're hanging out. We're taking a breather here from Robin to go over some mailbag questions and then dive into our annual fantasy film league draft. Welcome. My name's Ernest. I am a chill uh, tragedy of Mick Ultra drinking hunter. Mm -hmm. Still left over from our Oscar from party. Our Oscar party, which by the time you're listening to this, the Oscars, <laughs> it's been like three and a half months. It feels like, um, Will Smith has already served, I think, two years in prison by the time you're hearing this. That's a good point. I'm out of the hospital. <laughs> My lip is healed, ostensibly. I'm Drew. Nice. I'm, I'm excited for this yeah. one. Will Smith mm -hmm. really slugged you across the face there. Yeah. I told you to not talk about his fucking kids, man. You're like, Jaden was terrible in the Karate Kid remake, and then he just like, just did a karate kid yeah. move and on I, you. And I was yeah. like, it was a karate kid joke. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> dude? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I want to say if someone <laughs> smacks the fuck out of my face. Really, dude? Really? Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Um, I just realized this light is like not on me. It definitely hasn't been uh, for the episode that we didn't record really right before this one. Yeah, no, it wasn't facing. I thought, I thought that was on purpose for ambulance. Yeah, I thought you were just trying to be shrouded in shadow. Ooh, that's a little better. Hello. Oh, now it's coming back. Hello, beautiful. It's swinging, it's swinging uh, around. Oh. All right, that's. Oh, you know why it's doing that? It's because the the fan is on. So it's like pushing it out of the way. It does make sense. Whatever. That, that is the thing that would happen. We're, we're all good. Welcome. Uh, well, this this episode has that classic Wabam second episode of the night thing, <laughs> where it's going so well. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I'm definitely wearing a different shirt, guys. Yeah, I was not wearing my uh, front bottom shirt. Shout out to Brett; he got me the shirt. That's a great shirt. Oh, that's yeah. a great shirt. Good job, Brett. At Thanks, the Cali Brett. Concert. Um, also, shout out to Brian, um, donor sugar daddy of the pod, mm -hmm. who has been. Uh, given us a steady drip, drip, drip of mailbag questions for the course of the last few months. And we haven't had a actual dedicated mailbag segment until right now. So this is our chance to uh, give back to the old donors. If you ever want to ask us questions, you can DM us on Twitter at we bought a mic or email us. We bought a mic at gmail.com. Um, so we have a, a nice little selection here of, uh, of questions that we're going to uh, answer before diving into the results 
of the annual Fantasy Film League, which I'll break down once we actually get to that part of the podcast. So let's get through these five questions first, okay? Okay. Number one, this is an easy one because I don't know if Brian listened to our best of the year podcast. It seems like no, because the first question. That's fine. I'm not even mad about that. It's okay. Have you guys seen that Saturday morning all-star hits on Netflix with Kyle Mooney? Brian. Uh, Well, at the time, I was the only person to talk about it. Your boy just literally just finished (laughs) polishing Uh, up a big fat pub sub. At the time when we record that episode, I was the only person who had seen the whole show. Right. And I had it on my list because here's the thing. That show fucking rocks. It gets kids show 100% right. Is that all he said about it? Is us subs? Yeah, us subs. Nice. Yes, great show. I still haven't finished it. Um, no reason why. Honestly, it's an incredible show. It's it's it, it's a lot more self referential than I thought it would be. I thought it would just be like a, a series of like one off sketches. To be honest, but yeah. like it tells plots, a, plots thicken. <laughs> yeah, it tells a narrative uh, through line really well, and it is like fully Kyle, which I think was the the big takeaway you you had it is, from our best of. Is like it is. Him going all in yeah. on what makes him Kyle. It feels of a piece with just him and his whole career. And yeah, yeah. Fucking love it's it. on Netflix. Uh, Smash with Trebor and Skip. Skip and, Skip and Trebor. <laughs> Trebor comes second. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. Has the pod scene blast from the past? I feel like this is not the first time that Brian has brought is up this, this the movie. movie with Brendan Fraser's goat role was going to say it was the best movie to come from 1999, but three Kings and wild, wild West also came out that year. So it's a yes. top. Yeah. 1999 famously the, the wild, year, wild. Yes. The year, year with yeah. three Kings and wild, wild West, <laughs> not, being John Malkovich, Fight Club, The Matrix, the Matrix. <laughs> dude, Wild Wild West though, um, scared me as a child with uh, the bad CGI. Yeah, the the the, <laughs> the mecha, spider, mecha spider. Yeah, yeah. Have not seen Blast from the Past. I'm pretty sure that Brian has brought this movie up on multiple occasions, so we should probably he's brought watch definitely it. brought up Brendan Fraser a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd be down I, with doing like a Brendan Fraser mini series leading up to. The Look, whale. leading up to the whale, yeah, yeah. I, Brian. I don't know if you if you know, buddy, but I'm sure that you do because you're on the Brendan Fraser pulse. But uh, our boy is having his comeback movie. Our boy is currently like the front runner to win Best Actor right now for his portrayal yeah, based of, on uh, a log line. And yeah. we're yeah, we're definitely not jumping too far <laughs> ahead with that. We're definitely not assuming that he has chops that he might not have anymore. Right. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's he fine. Pop, he popped fine. up in that Soderbergh movie last year. Uh, no sudden move. Yep. He's good in it. Yeah, he was pretty. He has like two scenes. You know, haven't haven't seen Blast from the Past. Um, I've seen a lot of commercials for it. Weirdly, even though it was like before, I would remember commercials. Um, I think it was on cable a lot. Right. Is the thing. I, I like this is when they were still trying to make Dave Foley into a thing. Who was mm. became notable from uh, Canada's Kids in the Hall legendary sketch show. He was like the lead sketch guy. Yeah. He he was very funny. He was on news radio after that. Um, I wish that he had gotten to be a guy, but he's just, you know, he's just like here's, a little weird white guy. <laughs> here's an off the dome idea I just had. Leading up to the whale, we have Brian on for uh, a three way matchup episode. We have Brian on for a three way. 
Okay. Of who's watching? Uh, I'm I'm just gonna end up being wa- the one watching. Uh, Blast from the past, the scout, <laughs> and um, what's that one? Uh, school ties. School ties. School ties. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The greatest hits of Brendan Fraser, uh, and, and we duke it out to figure out what is the best forgotten Brendan Fraser masterpiece. Um, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one thing looking at, uh, this movie it's written by, or it's directed by this guy named Hugh Wilson, who had another movie that came out in 1999 that I have seen. Um, have you guys ever seen the Dudley do right movie? No, Oh, I've heard about this. It's awful. It's truly a terrible, terrible film. Well, his hat Um, is amazing. His hat is incredible. Uh, (laughs) shout out big old, like, Almost like a 10 gallon hat, but it's Canadian. I can't <laughs> believe whatever that the Canadian version of a 10 gallon hat is. I don't know. It's it's well, like I they call it like an 18 kilo Hugh hat Wilson, or something. Hugh Wilson had two movies with Brendan Fraser in 1999. That's insane. Like, do you think that they just like just cut on one movie and then just immediately picked up and started filming the next one? Brendan Fraser is like, this is my guy. This Some, is sometimes you just use a this all is your my juice. Scorsese right yeah. here. Um, love Brendan, excited for the whale, uh, looking forward to checking out Blast from the Past. Next question. If there was a fantasy draft for talent in the movie business for the next five years, acting talent, which three actors or actresses are up there first top three picks off the board in their respective drafts? So, I actually I I know that we said right before we're recording that we weren't actually going to draft, but I think that there's too many to just do three. So I think that we should actually have a draft right now. Let's go around and draft. So are we a, doing a team six, of three? So we'll have three. We'll just, each have three, three. So yeah, he. I know Brian said respective, but to, for the sake of uh, not taking an hour on okay one yeah. one Brian question. All right, so I'll go first if that's okay. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's sure. fucking, fucking okay, go, go you piece first. of shit. All right, do you want me to pull up, pull yes. up my virtual yes. dice? We do have plenty of time for that. <laughs> pull up the dice. <laughs> pull it up. I didn't get to use yesterday. Yeah, because you're trying to do You guys made me dice. use the wheel. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm Googling it. I can do it. What, the virtual dice or the wheel? I'm doing the wheel. I'm, I'm not looking it up. I'm not, I'm not doing Why the... Why does it give you like like nine random names like as because it's like yeah these might oh, be your friend's names what if beatrice gets to go first <laughs> okay so we're doing we're doing we're spinning okay. the wheel so are we doing we get snake draft or uh i guess it doesn't matter there's three of us I'm, i don't care if i get stuck with the last and stuff we're doing a snake okay. spin all right we're we're spinning around we're spinning around where we got it's gonna be me or you it's so cool it's me I right. go first. Okay. Well, that's, I almost don't even want to. Will you spin it again? No. You need the second pick. Well, yeah, second pick. Oh, I, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Second. Uh, it's going to be Hunter. It's okay. Hunter. Go. So All right. Third pick. I All like right. being in the middle. But we, well, we'll do Snake for you. So. Cool. All right. Go for it. What's your pick? <sighs> well, man, this fucks everything up. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to be, I wanted to be third. If so. Um, I'll take Kaluuya. I think he, he's up there on my list. Academy Uh, award winner. I think he is. (laughs) Yeah. I think star of Nope. Coming up. I get Nope. Um, I think he's 
a perfect actor. I don't think yeah. that he has anything not in his body as far as I've fucking <laughs> seen. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, he just, if I was just going purely like subjective, he would be arguably my number one pick. He's like my favorite actor working right now. Fucking love that guy. He can do no wrong. Um, great pick. Why are you on the, um, why are you on the page for panic? No, room? don't even worry about it. <laughs> he's picking Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I'm, I, took this in a little bit of a different way and Jared i was thinking Leto. about it as of if i am a producer who do i want to be like if we are back in the day where studio can just sign an actor and say like you're my actor you're gonna make all your movies for me and i want zendaya zendaya is going to print money for studios for the next yeah. 20 years okay so have, um, have fun also, with all your money and also zendaya is fucking incredible you want to talk about range my girl can play it quiet she can play it very soft she can also go balls to the walls i think that there's like layers to zendaya that we have not even seen yet did you watch the new uh the new euphoria season no i have not yet she has um, an episode in that that is some of the best acting i've seen in a long time she's yeah fucking phenomenal yeah she's incredible so give me zendaya she was my number one number one on my big board and yeah. i'm happy i love her. her she also has like a very just a unique kind of movie star presence like that's something that I think is being lost in the 21st century is like, you just need to look cool on screen. That's a huge <laughs> thing. Like, it, it, you know, when yes. you look at like Kurt Russell, that's a guy that just looks fucking cool on screen. Mm -hmm. Like we need that. Yeah. And she captures that really. She, well. yeah, she's like the new definition Kurt Russell is like seventies, eighties, coolest person possible. Now yeah. it's in data. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who are you taking? She rocks. So I get two picks, right? Yep. You get two picks. All right. Uh, Robert Pattinson, Bobby yeah. Patty, the Batty Daddy. Yeah. Uh, love the Batman, brought great stuff to that role. I hope that he doesn't get stuck doing that for the next 10 years. My hope is that doesn't happen. I don't, well, I don't think do it's a matter stuff. Of, of that. The reason that I didn't pick him first is just because he seems likelier than anyone to just kind of like to just stop not, acting not do movies yeah. except for like Good one point. batman movie not Good because point. of batman but just because he's not you know yeah like not load up his schedule all the way yeah because he's like yeah no actually yeah no, I'm, I'm getting into like crafts that's fine though if we if we only get a robert pattinson movie every three years i know it's going to be a banger mm. like there's no doubt in my mind like look at his track record the last five years it's just been incredible you know so mm -hmm. i think he's going to be able to keep that streak going moving forward and then I think I might go Jesse Buckley. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, a, that's an awesome. Pick. Yeah. A she's line. in men coming up the new Alex Garland movie, which looks awesome. She's she is only in good things. Yeah. O exclusively in good shit. Loved mm -hmm. her in in uh, very the lost daughter. A very rare actress. Um, wh What was the the Kaufman? Um, I'm thinking uh, of ending things. Yeah. yeah. She's in a lot of shit this upcoming year. Yeah. She, yeah, she's going to become, even if she's in a lot of like more like critically acclaimed style movies than she has popular movies, she'll, she'll be known. She can also sing incredibly well. See yes. Wild Rose, mm. like just multi-talented. Um, yeah. Great vibe. Jesse Buckley. Okay. Back to you, Hunter. <sighs> I just have to take him because he's, he's on the board still. Timothy Chalamet. Timmy. Good old Timmy. I thought I thought that Wonka you were going to himself. I thought you were going to snatch him up. Just take his little his little body out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's Timothy Chalamet. What more is there to say? Like he has the potential to be the next Leo. And I don't mean that necessarily in like that he's the same type of actor as Leo, but as I think that 
he has the potential for a Timothy Chalamet movie to feel like an event in the same way that whenever Leo makes a movie, it's an event. Um, He is young and he knows how to pick projects, which is something that is very, very impressive. That's a combination of like having a good agent, of course. And then also just like he doesn't having he having the pull right away. I mean, Parvis just he's. He's just kind of already been like anointed as the next one. Some um, of some of the coolest bone structure you're ever going to see on yeah. a face. It's not even like traditionally handsome necessarily. It's just like a cool face. Timmy. All right. Love it. Drew. Jesse Plemons. Oh, shit. Uh, so you're taking boy. Timothy Chalamet and Jesse Plemons have the exact opposite bone structure, <laughs> like about as different as two male bodies can look from each other. I think Jesse Plemons is beautiful. No, I love it. I I love our um, boy. He is exclusively incredible. He pops up. A, he acts a shitload. He mm-hmm. stays so busy and he's in probably three really good things every year. Um, so it's it's he's in Killers of the Flower Moon. It's mm-hmm. like fucking shut it down. Yeah. Second round pick. And, and he has a key role in that movie like he's gonna be it's like leo then jesse plemons i'm pretty sure is what it's gonna be he's gonna be nominated for like like eight oscars in our lifetime yeah yeah (laughs) um i I guess uh you get yeah it's you again last pick yeah emma stone my this is my favorite actress yeah that's that's it uh she's my favorite actress and she has great taste wait not the last pick that was my, my only pick too. This was my last yeah. pick. It's going back around. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the last pick. It didn't pick really overall. work out well because we're doing snake draft and there's three rounds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, who cares? This is a made up exercise. Um, Emma Stone. Yeah, she's in Babylon. Yeah, she got her Oscar for La La Land. She's cool. Oh, wait, no, she's not in Babylon. She got no, replaced by Margot Ru- she, Robbie. She's cool as fuck. I'm in love with her. I want to marry her. Um, bad news I'm, for you. I'm really jealous of Dave McCary yeah. for a lot of reasons. That's just got one of that them. that baby. Um, and I will someday cut her face off and wear it. <laughs> You're going to face off with Emma Stone. Yeah, but she, she um, won't want to do that. I'm between two people here for my last pick. Um And I think I'm just going to have to, uh, no, I'm going to go with, uh, somebody who's just also like my favorite actress working right now. And it's Saoirse Ronan. Nice. Um, she's cool. Talk about fucking range. Um, she also, I think could have like a, like 10 Academy award nomination. She literally already is like halfway there. Yeah. She's she's like a child. Yeah. She's only 28 years old. Um, and just fucking incredible range to just, do something like uh, Brooklyn and then go to something like Lady Bird and then pop up in something like the French Dispatch just to, like have a good time. She rocks. Um, I absolutely love it. It's between her and uh, Florence Pugh, uh, just two of my favorite people working right now. You, and you got to wonder if Florence's relationship with Zach Braff is is and really working against her. I here, am folks. worried about if I draft Florence Pugh and I'm, I'm hanging out on the lot is Zach Braff there too? Yeah, right. I, I don't want to hang this out. With like, Zach. Um, I don't want Zach Braff to be narrating like all my decisions. Just like, you know, sometimes whenever you're producing a film, at the end yeah, of the day, it's like uh, Adam Schefter is tweeting about. This. Like sources are telling me that Hunter Mobley's uh, third round draft pick had a lot to do with Zach Braff and a little to do with Florence. <laughs> I am I am curious. Back to Emma Stone, real quick though. You saw Cruella, right? Like that was your most anticipated movie. Yeah, um, no, you were big. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. But just for like the origin story, because you've been you've been wanting that story. I think that you wrote the spec script for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I sort of was playing with the idea that if uh, you really look at the word Deville, you actually could get devil out of oh, it. Oh, incredible! I didn't think about that. And if you De- look at wow. and if you look at the word Cruella, you can actually get L.A. <laughs> so it takes place it's, in Los it's Angeles. Cruel, <laughs> c- cruel, cruel L.A. It is cruel. Well, that's why they didn't call ambulance that is because it was already taken. Yeah, they're, they're like, going to call it cru- Cruella. <laughs> Am- Ambu Cruellence. <laughs> So what's the, the, what's the level? What's the <laughs> what's the last pick? Um, damn, I I like Florence Pugh. I don't know if I want to go with that just because of the marvel of it all. I feel like she has like what they're calling the golden handcuffs, which is like the seven movie deal. There's like rumors about whether or not that's still a thing post Endgame, and like what these actors' contracts are now. Yeah, but I feel like she's gonna be in this role of um i don't even know what the fuck her character's name is for the foreseeable future and i don't know how much leeway she is rumored i don't think it's confirmed but she is rumored to be in dune part two yes Um, i I think that is confirmed i don't know if it's maybe it's not like fully confirmed but like it's It's, it's gonna happen okay she's going in there. she's gonna play benny yeah, <laughs> is she gonna play like the little like monster creature that's in David Lynch's Dune that we don't oh, see I in the first? That. She is no. like it's like a floating amorphous blob of no, no. She is she is playing Mister Steal Your Timmy, mm. Princess Irulan. I uh, Florence, I fucking love Florence Pugh. So I like I think that even if she does get stuck a little bit in the Marvel machine. She is, again, somebody who knows how to pick projects, which is very impressive, like at a younger age that she like just sees yeah. Ari Aster and signed on to do Midsommar before he, right. before Hereditary even came out. Like, I, that's just knowing how to pick your projects. I'm not going to go with her, though. I think that <sighs> who are you going to go with. Oh, I think if we're talking. If we're talking like multi, like not movies, but also TV. I think I have to go with Lakeith Stanfield mm-hmm. because what he does it, and if you just look at Brian Tyree Henry too, what he does in Atlanta, it's like unlike anything else anybody is operating at just like his own frequency. And he's just one of those guys that when you see pop up in anything, you know, he's going to bring something special and unique. I would love to see him in more movies. Um, I would hate for him to be kind of like boxed in to a certain kind of character because I feel like he's able to do so much. Um, I know he's very, very talented just from seeing him in Judas and the Black Messiah. Like that was such a different role from Darius in Atlanta. Like that just shows you everything this guy can do. Him in a um, him in a safety movie. Oh, oh my god. god, that would rock so hard. Yeah. Um him, Timothy Chalamet, and Pete, Pete Davidson Pete. <laughs> in the Safety movie. It was um, yeah, it was recently like the news dropped today that um they approached Pete the- and Timmy have both separately reached out to the Safties. Yeah, there's like, like oh. put me in a movie. <laughs> Just let me go in here. Let's connect. Um I, I could absolutely see them doing Pete like over Timmy, to be honest. It right. makes it makes more Pete sense makes considering more sense. what they've done. Yeah, you yeah. know. You um, take the unlikely person. There are, to be honest, all four of the Atlanta people were on my radar. Yeah. Zazie could go on there. Donald. Donald, I mean, speaking of people who could just stop acting, what if Donald Glover could just like season four of Atlanta raps and he's like, all right, see you guys. And then just like goes away and we don't hear from Donald Glover for like another 10 years. It's not his biggest strength. 
Right. You know what? Like yeah. he's he's a way I'd better rather, showrunner. Yeah, I'd rather him act or I'd rather him direct. He's like a, he's like a pretty good actor and like the best showrunner on earth. Yeah, but then every once in a while, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just drop fucking Teddy Perkins on your ass. Like, I just did that. (laughs) And it's like, whoa, dude, like, where did that fucking come from? I'm glad you mentioned um, Brian Tyree Henry, though, because watching season two of it or season three of Atlanta, that was the first thing that stuck out to me is I was immediately reminded of how good he is. The the energy, the gravitas. He's so funny. Yeah. He just has (laughs) like this gravity to him. He just kind of draws you. He has an immediacy. Like he's just there. Episode three of Atlanta where it's just like almost like a bottle episode inside of a house is like one of the funniest fucking things. Like I just it was one of those things that you do whenever you're watching a funny episode of television television where i just went to guy afterwards and was describing the episode to her and she's like i you need you to have to up. stop this um i want a divorce yeah um i want to see him I, it's just a very specific like those guys just don't get roles hollywood's racist and, listen know. can i know that's can, what worries me i throw a name out at you guys that it was on my list of just like especially if it was a buying stock situation like i'm paying out the wazoo for for zendaya and timothy kind of buying them as they're already ascending sydney sweeney was on my list because i think sydney sweeney in five years we could be having like a similar conversation to where sydney sweeney's just like in a whole bunch of shit yeah. and we're like oh yeah remember when sydney sweeney was like just in euphoria and like was just like white right lotus. on the cusp of and white lotus i feel was like, like white lotus, right on the ascent of everything that's what let me know that like she's more than just kind of the the glitz and the glamour and the vanity she's more of, than just like stupid hot right <laughs> right did Which you see she also is so congrats did, did you see that uh i posted something in our chat how like she invited her grandparents yeah and the, the, a screening, screening and they were like, yeah, 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 she's got the best tits in Hollywood, that, <laughs> that granddaughter of ours. And reader, they were correct. <laughs> I mean, season two of Euphoria is like absolutely out of its mind with what it does with her character. Mm. It's like so insanely overindulgent with the nudity and the sex that it's like, what is this actress like? thinking because she you read interviews and she's like all in on it she's like she's like all in on like going full nudity into this like wild crazy show and like the scenes that they're shooting is like it's like borderline like soft court porn. It's insane. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like it's well, it, range. at least I, at least the showrunner is like definitely a great guy. Right. So, you know, there's yeah, this, definitely he has like no cool impure guy. intentions um, with that. So if she's able to like break out of that, like kind of like very like animalistic, like kind of <laughs> you know like for other people i hey look i i mentioned sydney sweeney as somebody who has not seen season two of euphoria so listeners it's it's a very it's like a very like reptile brain thing to be like (laughs) to be like oh my god i love sydney you're you're saying sam levinson has a reptile brain which he does i'm saying that like White yes, Lotus um, showed us she that she's great. more than she's that. excellent no. in White Lotus. She's so it's she's very subdued. If she's able to like springboard off of that and to like, and I'm not saying she she's not actually like putting in a performance in Euphoria. Like she definitely is. Uh, towards the back end of the season, her character essentially becomes like a movie uh, a a villain, like a like a very movie movie villain. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that show is like, yeah, it's way over the top. Yeah, she's doing like borderline like 
Patrick Bateman and fucking cool. American Psycho shit. So it's not like that show is just like doing the kind of, you know, sexual stuff. Um, but yeah, I would love to see her in more stuff. There are a couple other uh, kind of on the cusp people that I was eyeing to. There's some people that like, I don't even know if they're going to be in more stuff, but they're just like kind of hot right now. Like a lot of Heim. Like mm. if she yeah, again, has just a buying career, like she could be an incredible movie star if she chooses to. The only but she just could not. The only yeah. other person I really, really wanted was Steven Yun because he, yeah, he's I another guy who just exclusively is good and does good shit and mm -hmm. is cool as fuck and is friends with all the right people. Right. Like he, you know, he would he should have been drafted. Um, just draft the cast of yeah, nope. the cast of Keith Palmer. <laughs> the full cast of Nope. Let's just also, get them all in um there. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. I actually thought that Anya Taylor Joy was gonna get drafted by somebody. I love her. Um Thomas and McKenzie, mm -hmm. also her co-star from mm -hmm. Last Night in Soho, for sure. Um, what about um, Ana de Armas? Mm. Yeah. I, so I like Ana de Armas. I haven't seen. I really just haven't seen her in enough stuff to right. be honest. Like I, I haven't seen uh, No the Time Bond. to Die. Yeah. Not like I'm gonna say that that movie's gonna sell me on her acting ability because I don't know if yeah. that movie sells anybody on their acting abilities. But well. See, the thing is, is we all really fucked up on not picking the obvious number one draft pick, which is Gabriel. Ben Affleck. It's oh. Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Good on the ben, thing is, good it, on Benny and Jayla. That they, takes up two draft slots, though, because you have to take the front actress. Yeah, <laughs> you have to take uh, not Dakota Johnson. Gabriel, right. Yeah, G bangs, bangs lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a great exercise. And thank you, Brian. We're acting like we're doing really? Brian a favor when right. he's, he's giving us content. Honestly, exactly. the thing is like, <laughs> really, if we were smart, we would just take like Chris Evans or something like that. We would take yeah, like established like movie himself. stars. Um, but <laughs> here we are. Okay. Two more quick questions. Uh, one, Morbius looks like crap. So it got me thinking, how many Jared Leto movies would benefit from a swap for Robin Williams? And is this why you had let, Panic Room pulled up? And let me just go ahead and say right now, this is the most insane question that we've ever gotten. Yeah, it's so like then, we're just going to hard flip. We're just going to insert Robin Williams cornrows and all into Panic Room and just see what happens. But there is a there's a parenthetical that Brian puts here. Mr. Nobody, the Prefontaine movie, additional parentheses, long distance runner Robin and blade runner 2049 all being roles I think would benefit from this swap that you blade Brian you and your prefontaine movies yeah. I swear to God <laughs> blade runner 2049 actually makes sense if you consider like later stage Robin Williams especially like Robin Williams character in insomnia which is a movie that I don't think either of you guys have seen yet we'll watch it at some point in the series when we get to like 2002 range but like isolation Robin is yeah. like a a gear that he has that we have not seen yet through right. this Robin Williams series. Though that's why I wrote down uh, the Little Things, which is a movie that I have never seen. But mm -hmm. it, from what I hear about it, it kind of has that same thing too. He plays Jared Leto plays like a a suspect in a murder case, essentially. Lord uh, of War, Robin. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not going to be worse. It can't I, be worse. <laughs> But do we find do we buy in on Robin saying like I just want to go home and have a big old bowl of borscht? 
Um, Robin can that? do voices, um, and also he looks do uh, we think, European. Could right. Robin Williams be the lead singer of Thirty Seconds to Mars? Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I we don't. So here, this is is a weird. <laughs> this pitch. is what I was about to bring up. We Wait. have to talk about Dallas Myers Club. <laughs> could it, could oh my! So it's <laughs> fucked up because it's still it's it's equally problematic either way. However, yes. Robin Robin is, is one of the only people who has played a woman in a successful movie before. <laughs> So if we have he's to replace him. He's not playing him, a woman. He's playing a man disguised as a woman. Okay, well, he convinced <laughs> Sally Field. And she's a smart, a sharp lady. Um, um, yeah, I, uh, this, so Dallas Buyers Club, nobody should play it because it's a movie that shouldn't maybe, exist. Maybe a, um, a trans woman should play a trans right. woman. That, yeah, was, I don't that know. would be insane. Yeah, crazy but. idea to think Hollywood. Um, I, okay, so here, actually, this made me think of this and you could not do it in the context of this movie but it just got me thinking about this robin williams playing this character what about robin williams take on like a joker but like exactly. a, a jack nicholson style joker. that's the pick yeah is what if he was like actually doing like his version of right. jack nicholson like so like zany over the top and like hoo, 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 here's a card and then bam i killed a cop like kind of something like that mm. like with damaged across his forehead yeah of course yeah, yeah this yeah. is in the middle of suicide school <laughs> <laughs> so that he's being like Um, Yeah, as I was looking through Jared Leto's credits, it dawned on me that this man is not really a storied performer at all. What if Robin Williams played Paolo Gucci? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, why not? He looks more like the actual Paolo (laughs) Gucci than than Robin. Um, Wait, let's let's roll reverse this. What if what movies could Paolo Gucci play? Robin Williams. Could Paolo Gucci, could Jared Leto's Paolo Gucci play Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, my hey, brain kids, is. It's a me, a Mrs. Doubtfire. My brain is folding in on itself. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, you're losing me. <laughs> hey, kids, I've been wrapped in a game. Who rolled a, a five or a, a, a eight? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What about uh, the, the guy in, in American Psycho? That Patrick Bateman. Kills. No, that has to. It has to be someone that I want to fucking punch. Right. It has to be Leto. That's the only time it was ever used correctly. Exactly. All right. Last question. Team America, World Police Force, and basketball. In a perfect world, which gets a sequel first, done correctly? So that's done correctly is doing a lot of work here but i would because of that i would choose team america yeah because team america like there's you could i mean the, these are 20 year later sequels at the this point. idea of like doing another farcical take on the american military complex is kind of like the american military complex has evolved in the last 20 years more than the concept of smashing baseball and basketball together yeah. In today's America, I don't know if you could address <laughs> basketball. Right. Um, I would say, to be honest, I would rather watch a sequel to basketball than I would to a sequel to Team America World Police. It's true. Well, the, that, the problem is, you, like Brian said, done right. However, Trey and Matt currently do not have good political takes. Um, so I don't want to know what they think about anything in particular. Yeah. But you know what they could do is they could make basketball, too. They could get real big fish back mm. to do Take On Me again. Um, this sounds like a, a we got to tap Dane in on. Here's this the thing: question. basketball yeah, rocks. Okay, question. let's go. Let's 
me and Dane watched basketball like circa high school days okay. together. Back when we were just really listening to a lot of Real Big Fish, and Dane was like, What if I told you that Real Big Fish is in a movie that's written by the guys <laughs> Wait, from South Park? they're in the movie? Yeah, they are. Oh, that's, they are that's, the this team is why I band. haven't watched basketball. Real Big Fish is the team band in basketball. It rocks. That movie kicks so oh much ass. God. Come on. In retrospect, it was pretty easy to see that Scott was peaking really hard and was going to have a, an insane <laughs> downfall. You can't just, yeah. you can't. You can't sustain that. Yeah. That's why that bit in uh, the after party is so good. Cause it's just like, they're yeah. going all in on this. Scott pay DM. <laughs> Scott pay DM. Never forget Scott pay DM. It's 2006, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, Brian, for those beautiful questions. Um, if you want to send us questions, you can do so via email. We bought a mic at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at we bought a mic also you can become a donor and gain access to our discord and uh put questions in there so let's get to a recap of the fantasy film league draft which occurred last night as of this recording um, I'm still recovering. Me too. Mentally. Me too. I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to do this so podcast. I'm going to have to show you guys now. I won't be able to show the listeners, but the Excel sheet that I made, I did research for this, oh, were for you this doing, project. Were you doing like point? I uh, have tier lists. I have where I predict the box office. I'm predicting awards calculations. Ew, Excel. Yeah, get, I'm, I'm Google sorry. Sheets all the uh, way, look, I'm, dude. I'm doing this fucking on, disgusting. This is, don't tell my employer, but I'm, I'm actually working off of my work laptop right now. They're like tapping them. into your files. They're like <laughs> they're like plugging in like random numbers into your <laughs> <laughs> into your heavily researched draft list. Um, so just to let the the audience in on on what we do here. This is our third year of us doing this. I guess we took a year off when the, the world ended with COVID. So I guess 2020 was a wash. And I, I actually still thought COVID was happening last year. So I took another year off. Yeah. You guys, I guess, you went sure ahead, did. We you? kept saying, Drew, you can just draft. You just can't draft yeah. anything. You could, have, you could have just drafted Power of the Dog. Like, I had to redraft so late. You could have just drafted late and still won. I, so, uh, I didn't. So... In 2019 was the first year we did this. And then the second year was last year, 2021. And the way we did it was we had what are essentially called uh, daily fantasy rules, mm -hmm. which means that a movie can be on multiple people's teams. So we got, uh, well, this year we have 10 people participating, which is the most we've had. I think the first year we had like maybe six and then last year we had maybe eight or so. So I think it's kind of just been steadily uh, growing. Um, so this year was the first year that we actually did a real yeah. draft. So, yeah, I mean, because last year we essentially had you have a thousand dollar budget and then you, Ernest, went through the <laughs> insane project of like pricing out these movies. So yeah. like West Side Story is a twenty dollar film. This movie yeah. is a ten dollar film. Into this four five different tiers. And one dollar. And yeah. you had to have at least five and less than or 10 or less, um, somewhere in there, five to 10 movies, but in that hundred dollar range. So like people who play daily fantasy, that's going to kind of sound familiar to them this year. We did an auction style draft where there could not be duplicate movies. Right. We had to actually outbid each other for the movies that we wanted on our yeah, list. It was chaos. Um, do you want to like, I mean, you don't have to go into the nitty gritty of the scoring itself, but 
do you want to yeah, kind of the, broadly go over the scoring system that i have is very very intricate um it's it's all about box office and awards that, yeah that's all it is and and this year the point system we're trying to make it more balanced because it seemed for the first two years that it was still very awards heavy so now we're making it so that box office is going to have a much much bigger role in who wins and who gets the bigger point tally i might have overcorrected a little bit i don't i would so say we'll that, see how it shakes out but i i still don't know if like the box office is 100 percent what it would yeah. have been yeah it's kind of i don't think TV. we're all the way back but there's also the metacritic there's a metacritic multiplier which is metacritic.com the aggregator of reviews uh i'm putting a percentage multiplier which means that it's going to if the movie has like a 50 percent on metacritic it, it's going to significantly decrease the point value of these movies whereas if it has like 80 to 90 on metacritic then we're talking like yeah I mean, like, for example, Morbius, I think, is tracking at three trillion dollars right now. Um, but the Metascore is only thirty five. Right. So it's that is now immediately going through and getting less than half exactly. of what that total box office would be. So only one and a half trillion. So just kind of the, the broad overview of like why we do this is just to kind of gamify the year in movies. Right. That's that was the idea behind it. It's like. I, I think th there was one thing we did called the summer movie wager, which got completely wiped out with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It might be coming back this year, um, which is basically trying to guess the top 10 movies of, of the summer movie season. That's just box office, which though. is just box right. office. So this is kind of like an expansion of that. Kind yeah, of like this is a, a year long event. Yeah. And I think at one point we wanted the point to be like having fun. <laughs> Hey, listen, but as, it's become a full time job for Ernest. As, as I a, love it. I get a lot out of it. And listen, as the reigning champion, I That's also right. love it. Um, you did just win uh, with the redraft asterisks next to your I name. don't put an asterisk if that's the rules. I <laughs> took advantage of the rules that were presented to me, uh, much like Bill Belichick does whenever he uh, is. Yeah handling rules um if yeah i if, won if you, you guys put in are now, all this work and you didn't win i would think less of you, you. guys like, you are, should be winning you guys are gonna have to watch tom brady's man in the arena now now streaming on disney plus so good news you don't have to get an espn plus subscription you just have to get uh, disney plus i'll watch one episode no yeah. you have to watch all i'm not i'm all not watching more nine than episode. episodes of well then you have to watch all nine or episodes what? you <laughs> have to or else i'm 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 not going to do this podcast anymore. I'm going like to take, take my mic and go home. Okay. Fuck. So we all got together. It was a whole thing to get everybody's schedules to line up. It was so, uh, hard. It was so hard. Yeah. And we we made it happen. We got this draft together. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. I, I didn't know anything about most of the movies I drafted until about a half hour before. I was at a work meeting that went way over time. So I was at this event. I, I was zooming on my laptop. Then the second the meeting ended, I, I went straight to the car where I was, I was just waiting for Lee, who was my ride. Uh, and they were still in there talking to people for like 40 minutes. So I was in a parking lot or in a car for most of this draft still uh, trucking. with no voice, just like bidding on my phone. <laughs> uh, my audio was really bad. I definitely missed out on a couple movies entirely. Yes, you did get some good ones. So, so let's let's dive into our three lists. So the the again another change this year is 
we made it so everybody had five movies, no more, no less. Because mm-hmm. in past years, it kind of varied with the tier system. Some people would have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, it was kind of all over the place. So this year's like five across the board. So after it was all said and done, Drew drafted Thor Love and Thunder, Box Bla- Black Adam. Do you want to like talk through like your, your thought process on each let of me, these? Let me name the five. Tar, mm-hmm. She Said, and Woman... Women talking. Yeah. So um, the the three uh, final movies I didn't know existed until right before we drafted. <laughs> um, I wanted a couple of box office movies. Black Adam, I ended up, I, I was just like, my internet was going in and out and I, I was scared. I just wasn't going to get any more like semi big movies. And I was like, well, that'll make some money. But will it? I don't know. Um, it's The Rock. It'll make money. Thor's going to make a fuckload of money. So I'm yeah. really happy about that one. Um and then, yeah, Tar is a, a Todd Field movie who hasn't made a movie in forever, but has had Oscars uh, nominations before. And it's starring Kate Blanchett, who is like a, you know, perennial Oscar. Person. As Tar. As Tar, literally. Um, and then She Said is um, a female ensemble movie about the Weinstein uh, scandal, right? Yeah. So that's, that is your Oscar, that, yeah, Oscar play, right? I'm there. almost worried that that is so blatantly bait that. They it might backfire. They won't, they won't bite on it. You yeah. know, like if the hook is I, too shiny, the fish don't like it. Um, and then women talking uh, actually looks very, very interesting. This is this is a crazy ensemble. It has Francis McDormand and like Jesse Buckley and people. And it's uh, based on a true story of a group of Mennonite women who realized that they were all getting drugged and raped by the men in their community. Mm. Um, that sounds like it's going to be a fascinating movie. Yeah. And it sounds like I mean, those actors are like, you know, this is going to be like a, a talked about movie. So, yeah, I, I went for three awards and, and two box office just to get like some points on the board. Right. Yeah. And we were we were uh, freaking out, thinking that you were just there to drive up everybody's bids. Yeah, I was just on because I was just the only person exclusively using the <laughs> chat. So I was literally just typing numbers. Everyone else everyone was just screaming over each other well, on this Zoom call. See, I I thought that it was going to be a very modest first couple rounds and that we were going to be like barely cracking a hundred. You gotta, uh, this is how like, this is the same with fantasy football auctions. Mm-hmm. You, you have to spend like almost half of your shit on Out your biggest, door. on your biggest pick. Yeah. 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 yeah you got to go hard. And that's what very first pick. The very first thing that was nominated was avatar two, yeah, which you got. Yeah. I, uh, so I crunched the numbers and, um, I like did a lot of research, like a lot of research guys. And I determined that Avatar 2 is going to make a lot of money. Oh, wow. That was what I came out of the other side. You had was to do a I, lot of research. I did a lot of out. research and I was like, this James Cameron guy is like, turns out people really like this Avatar movie. Turns out that the Avatar is now actually re-overtaken Endgame and it is the highest grossing movie ever made. Um, so, yeah, so I went ahead and got Avatar 2. I was willing to spend like half my budget on this movie because I think that not only is this going to make uh like $2 billion again, if it doesn't make $2 billion, if it makes $1.5 billion, yeah. that's fine. Um, it's also going to be nominated for like all the technical shit. Did it make shit. $2 billion domestic? It no, got no, two bill uh, worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. So one bill. Yeah. We're doing domestic. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. I'll be fine. It's also a key piece of Avatar 2 is that it is releasing in December. 
not a lot of box office competition in the month of December, yeah, leading no into Star January, Wars, leading like into that. February, yeah. leading all the way up. It's going to be in the top 10 pretty much until the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. You spent $375 out of your 1000 and it sounds like you were willing to go even higher than that. I was. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was surprising being the first movie on the 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 auction block to go that higher and I was I was shocked. I did not expect that and it was like it was like that for the first the entire first round was that yeah. high. There was no like like kind of like footing it around like mm, no. i don't know like who wants to everybody nominate, came like, to this play little thing everybody's like no we're gonna do that and then we're gonna do babylon like yeah. big oscar play yeah i really wanted avatar i was so mad that you fucking I'm got it surprised that you did not go for it i was scared dude i was like am i really about to spend half my budget Listen, on that avatar? is that's the same mentality that i go after people with whenever i'm doing it <laughs> that auction budget in actual fantasy setting is yeah like i know you're gonna be scared to spend it all i'm not Let's well it's, it. it's Let's crazy because it. like you got another huge one like let's just run through your five you got so you got avatar 2 jurassic world dominion elvis killers of the <laughs> flower moon which is arguably like the Oscars front runner and next goal wins. So you got the, the box office front runner and the, the awards front runner and you spent like over 300 on each. So I, I think yeah. things worked out great for you. How, uh, how much did I spend on Jurassic world? 195. Dude, that's a fucking steal guys. Let me just pull up. Do you know Jurassic world fallen kingdom, which is widely regarded as a bad movie. Like, I don't know a single person who saw Fallen Kingdom and was like, I really enjoyed that. That movie made $417 million domestic. Jesus. Dude, is it 417 domestic. How many Christ. do you think one is going to make in 2022? Well, here's the thing is that the golden boy, the book of Henry Mann himself, Colin Trevorrow, the golden <laughs> God oh, he's back. who created the first Jurassic World, which is well regarded made $652 million. Right. So it was a significant drop going to Fallen Kingdom. That was over two, almost $250 million dropped off. People fucking love dinosaurs. And, yeah, that's the thing. People love dinosaurs. Yeah. That cannot be understated that the Avatar 2 and Jurassic World Dominion might just be the two highest grossing movies of the year. So Elvis... Um, you want to talk through Elvis? The you you got it for twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like proposed it. Like I introduced it for bidding, like just for fun. Yeah. Um, and I was glad someone else bid on it because I didn't want to end up with it at that point. Um, nobody, nobody. Twenty dollars is a good deal though because that also it's it's less about that movie and it's more about that freeing up money for you to get better movies. It afterwards. freed up you money for killers. me. And that's that's yeah. what's important. Let me tell you. Do you guys know what? Um, Boz Lerman typically does at the box office because let me tell you, Boz Lerman prints money. Gatsby, Moulin Rouge. Gatsby made $353 million. Moulin Rouge, which is a rated R musical that's like avant garde and is just mashing up of pop songs, um, that made almost $200 million. Boz Lerman gets people to come out for his movies. Yeah. And you know what people like? People like Elvis. Well, that's the thing. People like Tom Hanks. Do people like Elvis? I feel like most people that like Elvis are like 80 there, years yeah, old. Yeah, there are a lot of like closeted like Elvis freaks out there. Like I had a friend whose dad, he wasn't like an older guy. Um, and he was like just like a super normal guy. But he had like their back pool shed was a shrine to Elvis oh straight God. up. There are a lot of those people. 
Damn. I do we think that like I I was considering with my first draft pick taking Austin Butler. Uh Elvis Presley himself. I don't um I don't know how it's going to do. I think it'll definitely get you some amount of points from box office. It's going to get probably over 100, like I'd say. I think I think it'll sure. make at least 50. I think that it could make a hundred dollars. I think I get or a hundred mil. I think that it could like have a little bit of a slow burn. I could see it like remaining in the top ten for a while. Is almost like a counterculture yeah. pick. Like these children are going to their Marvel movie, but we're going to go see Elvis. Well, so something I brought up last night during the draft is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Movie was fucking monster. That movie almost made it to a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, the difference is Bohemian Rhapsody was released in October, and this is coming out June. June. Yeah, Rocket uh, Man. Rocket Man was just shy of two hundred. Damn, Rocket Man made almost two hundred. Well, that makes me feel pretty good then. Yeah. Um, it's the question is really like, are we operating at a hundred percent movie theater wise? Are the do these numbers matter I at all say, in twenty twenty two? That's the we, thing. Maybe we aren't. Like Moulin Rouge doesn't matter. In we're definitely getting back there though. Movies are back. Yeah. The Lost City is about to crack a hundred million dollars. That's an a original rom com. Yeah. Like that's fucking that rocks. We're we're getting back there. Ambulance is about to crack ten million. <laughs> it's about to hit double digits. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, I like Elvis, like you said, Drew. It was more of it was a value pick that I was it, able it to gave free you up the space. money to take fl- uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, that's what I, it did. So really, and shout out to all of you for just kind of. I was so mad I was about just sitting this. there. I I did the thing in the auction draft where I just like I got my movies and then I just chilled for like an hour. <laughs> I didn't make any. I like bid up a couple of people with no intentions of actually buying anything, and then I just sat there waited for everybody's money to deplete. And then Killers of the Flower Moon got nominated. Yeah. And you know I'm sweeping all in on that. I yeah. just needed one big Oscar boy. I really wanted Babylon. That got swept out for me. Yeah. Um, just Pricey because one. love Damien Chazelle. That's like my that was actually baby Bubba. Uh, the highest bid one that Colin got that for 400. Yeah. Almost half of his budget spent on that one. Um, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon doesn't need to be explained. It's a new Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons. Um, bunch of other people. Yeah, a whole ton of people. I think Bobby D's in there. Yeah. Um, and then next goal wins the other Taika Waititi movie that's coming out this that year. That had to be reshot like a third of because it. Army Hammer is was the original lead yeah. of this. Um, Shout out to Will Arnett though. We love him. Yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah. When you're replacing somebody to play Army Hammer, you definitely pick Will Arnett. Um, that movie's been in the can. If if it wasn't for this reshoot it's been ready for a while it's going to come out soon i actually like i think that that movie the the love for sports movies in the last couple years makes me think that could be like a more of a contender like the 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 ted lasso wave is coming in yeah apparently like people are saying like people because this movie is test screen like for years at this point people are saying that this is the movie version of ted lasso and guess what people love is ted lasso does this take place in the premier league's league cinematic universe wow no, because it's uh, international team. Will Jamie Tart make a secret <laughs> post credits appearance? <laughs> this is this is one that I I think there's a wide range of how many points this could end up with. You know what I mean? Because if it's like just like a, like a fine movie, I could see it getting you maybe like ten or twenty points box office, and then nothing else. But then also, if it's if it's good, and if there's like one incredible performance in it, it could really do some points for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So not my list. So I had the the job of actually not only setting up this entire 
situation, <laughs> but also tracking everybody's picks and points and all of that. And all the while, once again, thank you, Ernest. Still, this <laughs> finding the mental capacity to make bids on my own movies. And what I ended up was White Noise, the new Noah Baumbach movie on Netflix. Lightyear, the movie based on the character mm-hmm. that the toy is based on. The real person that the toy is based I was, on. I was bidding on that because it's, it's animated. It's going to make money. And also, if it turns out it's good, like some animated movies have to get nominated for awards. Right? Yeah. So why well, I, I think this might hit like a sweet spot of just like cleaning up so much money. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, like the Annie's and Oscar. Yeah. It's going to get like those, you know that you have a baseline of awards that you're going to get nominated for and it'll probably yeah, make I wanted money. an animated movie, but I, yeah. I was and, going after this one. And uh, Poor Things, the new Yorgos Lanthimos movie with a stacked cast. Very excited let me, for Let this. me just read... I don't want to read what this movie is about because I wish I hadn't read. Um, I read the synopsis somewhere and I was like, damn, I wish I hadn't known that. So I'm not going to read what it's about, but this is who's in it. Emma Stone, Margaret Qualley, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Rami Youssef, Christopher Abbott, Gerard Carmichael. Um, and there's probably like more people you know, in bit parts that we don't even know of. So Yorgos coming in hot Yorgos after, is God. after mm, the favorite, the best. like, you know, Olivia Coleman won an Oscar for that movie. Like this is automatically in the awards conversation because of that. And Hey, I mean, who knows? It depends on how subversive Dude, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if he, if he goes back to the old Yorgos, it might be not too much to stomach. But right. I, the thing is, I don't think he's going to do that, though. I think that he. Oh, you know, he's going to you know, he's going to throw in some weird shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's but he Yorgos. didn't. But much like the favor, he didn't write this one, which is the different. Mm-hmm. That's when his career changed is when he started taking scripts. Point. Then I got uh, Canterbury Glass, which is the new David O. Russell movie that had been drafted last year and had to get pushed. I was I was going after this one, too, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So this I mean, it's David O. Russell. He's going to. He's going to get so many nominations. Yeah. David O. Russell no for, for like the listeners who might not be familiar with the name. Um, he is a classic filmmaker who makes movies that get like seven nominations and zero wins. Yeah. American, See, Hustle. American Hustle, Silver Lang's Playbook, The Fighter. It's so weird. Um, well, J-Law's Playbook was like the movie that year. Like, yeah. Yeah, that is. That movie is just like pretty normal. Yeah, it's, it's just, a pretty. It's, it's a very basic movie. It's movie. Fine. Uh, Joy. It's another one. He, his movies I, get that's not a real movie um his movies get nominations they get like awards love american hustle you want to talk about not a real movie jesus christ that's not a movie american hustle is a movie that all three of us watched together and i couldn't have told you what was happening like mm. after the previous scene occurred like it left a lot of hair it left like no impact on me. Like it just evaporated from my brain as I was watching it. Jeremy Renner and Bradley Cooper's hair in that movie is incredible. Now I kind of want to watch the it curls. again. It, it, like, watch it definitely it had nothing wigs. to do with the Soylent that we were on while watching. <laughs> I know. <Americans>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then your last movie, Ernest, I was so fucking mad. you yeah. took Cause it was just sitting there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my free pick. It's Bardo. Yeah. The new movie by Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. The amount of nominations that this is going to get. Yeah. If it comes out this year. 
That's the thing. It has not been confirmed to come out this year. And the difference between this year and last year is that there's no redrafts. Right. So if Bardo gets pushed to 2023, you're fucked. You just lost the space. It, it is done shooting, though. That is the thing, though. It's been shot. It's it shot uh, principal photography wrapped in like September. So it's been they're just they're just editing right now. So they have plenty of time to wrap this baby up and, and release it before the end it of is, the year. It's produced independently. I guess they're going to have to yeah, shop around. Yeah. yeah, shop around, try and find a studio to buy it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great pick. He did Birdman and Revenant like back to back. And then he's been quiet ever since. Those were two back to back Oscars. Yeah. So he's yeah. going to find every, a home for this movie. Every person in the uh, the technical departments of this movie is an Oscar person. Like yeah. If, yeah. if you look at the other films they've worked on, it's crazy. I, Even though this movie doesn't, it seems kind of unassuming. It's like a, it's sort of like a road comedy almost. Um, um, it's. I was sad that I couldn't have this on my list. I mean, I'm happy with my selections, but I really, really wanted Bardo. Um, even with the risk itself, like, Inuritu is just the man, dude. I fucking love Inuritu. With the exception of The Revenant, which I really don't care for, um, I love every one of his movies I've seen. Itumama Tambien, Babel. Perfect. I stand for Birdman. I know, like, there's been, like, a whole, like, anti-Birdman. I feel like that was a movie, a classic case of, like, winning the Oscar was bad. Right. for the movie like people look back and they're like that one best picture of 2014 because 2014 was a great movie year um well it was Birdman either that or rocks. i mean that was like a no win year because there were also like boyhood detractors too like people were going to talk shit about boyhood too of that one um I, it's all dumb i mean <sighs> movie fucking rocks i'm excited to see him back in his in his element with this i i'm hearing um I mean, that was that was the whip last year. So that's what I was riding right. ride for. But I had no chance of winning. I'm, I'm hearing conflicting things because apparently he was very callous about covid protocols. I know that's that's one red flag about it. If yeah. if, if that ends up staying a story, the thing is, that might just stop. I, I don't think it'll it'll linger around. But that was like that's something. what that's what he said about covid. OK, <laughs> yeah. There was like that March of 2020. There was like something that was floating around the movie that like everybody who worked on it was very frustrated with how they just ignored COVID. Yeah. yeah, How all over the place the the protocols were. But at the same time, it's like he maybe was not making this large scale production. Like we don't know how massive of a movie this is. It could have been a a smaller operation. It seems relatively small. Yeah. For for Inuritu at least. Like it's it seems less involved and more more of like a passion project. Back to basics kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's making their aroma. Like yeah. After Corona. I mean it got drafted by somebody else uh who we did the draft with, but like the Fablemans is also going to be the best picture yeah, movie. Colin That's got that. Steven Spielberg's Roma, which is and Yuri Two's Bardo. Like everybody's trying to make their like my version of whenever I was a child. I was a young boy. They're Belfast, if you will. Right. So before we wrap up, let's just run real quick through the rest of all the picks that, that everybody made. So Colin got Babylon, the Fablemans, Halloween Ends. Vortex, which apparently is coming out. I looked it up. It has a May 6th release. Movie. It's the, the anti-multiverse of madness uh yeah. release. It's the origin story of um Jimmy Neutron's enemy, right? Yeah. Cindy <laughs> Vortex. Yeah, Sheen is gonna make a, a special portal. Timmy Chalamet is playing Sheen. <laughs> we should 
Colin spent $255 on Halloween ends, which God bless you, Colin. God bless you. Never change. That might get him zero points. Um, Here's the thing. Halloween ends, just the sequel to one of the most disappointing movie experiences I had all year last year. Evil dies tonight. Um, Evil dies tonight. (laughs) Uh, My attention span died tonight while watching that movie. And Uh, oh boy. He also got Puss in Boots 2. The Last Wish. Which, for all intents and purposes, could be a great movie. It could be the best picture. Yeah, like we, we don't, don't we don't know. Uh, Harry got Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Curse movie. Cur- yeah, curse movie. I I I said at the time, and I'm saying it now. I don't know how much the average person knows about how fucked that production is. Well, people yeah. know that Chadwick Boseman passed. Away. They know about that. <laughs> Do they know Do about Letitia Wright? Because no, yeah, because yeah. no one's like Disney doesn't want that necessarily being like fully. They're not like out I in the know, press saying he, that. But the fact that they're like having such a quick turnaround on a sequel to a movie whose star is now dead is insanely cursed. Um, yeah, like of course. Capitalism is an endless void. I just, I'm wondering how much that will affect the bottom line because Black Panther did fucking gangbusters. Like right. it made so much money. And no, but that's the thing is like they're going to use the, the most cursed thing is like they're going to the, use the that. trailers will be too. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be bad. I can't again. wait for them to. <laughs> They're going to just reanimate Chadwick Boseman's corpse. And it's going to be they're actually they're using Paul Walker's me. brother to play Chadwick in certain scenes. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, Michael B. Jordan is also coming back despite they're dying getting in Kendrick to do a rematch. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I this movie shouldn't exist. Oh, no. Oh, this is gonna be so bad. Uh, but I think that the thing is that you, I know that you're right, Drew. Like that, this movie's still gonna make a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, Are they, I, also because I think the Marvel machine is like impenetrable at this point. They're right. gonna have to drop the most fire soundtrack ever because right. the first one had such a oh fire man, soundtrack. the Black Panther soundtrack. Dude, I still in my top fucking bump that of shit. A year, that year, it was so good. It's it. Are you still on ten yet? Fucking um, incredible. He got wait what? Are you on? Are you on ten are yet? You on 10 yet? I live on 10, but are you on 10 yet? Is that a reference to a lyric? From yeah, me? no, it's 10. The song is 10. It's X. Oh, I just blanked. Schoolboy Q, baby. Completely on all the tracks from that album, except uh, Miss Me With That Bullshit. Are you on 10 yet? <laughs> You're not a big Gregor, just a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm on a roll. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, James Blake and I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say during our review of Black Panther that James Blake is the the anti circus? No, I said no, he's the Martin Freeman. Yeah, the Martin the, Freeman. Yeah, he's the Martin Freeman. Yeah. He's, he's just there to help. Yeah, he's just, he's just there just to just be. He's not getting in anyone's way. Not stepping <laughs> yeah. on toes. Just wearing a suit and helping everyone out. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's an ally. <laughs> uh, Harry also got nope. Um, That's I'm, excited. I'm worried about Nope. I am too. I, yeah. I not about not about the movie about no 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 its just box office. Well, night no not bo- box office. I think it'll do pretty well. Um, I'm worried about it uh, awards. awards wise. I don't think that I think that it depends. Well, it's on, not it's not being angled for that. It's being angled as a big summer movie. 
I know, but the, but it's also not going to make five hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. So as far as this draft goes, it was hard yeah. to take it's, it. Like know? if we were doing my most anticipated movies, that's yeah. a, that's in the top five. But there but, there were a lot of movies that ended up in this tweener zone where I was like, yeah. well, it's it's going to be really good, but it's not going to make. Is a it going to make money? And, and is it going to be nominated? for And awards? I don't think it's an yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he also got his darling George Miller's Three Thousand Years of Longing, uh, which I'm not sure if. It's actually like coming out or anything. This is one of those movies that's like kind of in the ether of like, yeah, maybe it's happening. Um, there are a lot of those. He also got the most coveted movie of the entire draft. <laughs> Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Mm -hmm. You heard that, right? <laughs> he, he bid uh, five dollars. The minimum bet. <laughs> blazing Samurai. <laughs> blazing Samurai. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Yeah. Um, Three titles is always a good so sign for your movie. So it's the new Arctic Justice Thunder Squad. <laughs> so I, I, I made a letterbox list of all these movies that got drafted, and I was looking at it and I was like, I was thinking like, you know, maybe I'll watch all of these movies. Maybe that'll be like a project for the year is to like do 100% completion on the the fantasy film league. Mm. And then I'm looking at Pause of Fury, <laughs> The Legend of Hank, Blazing, and I'm like, no, if I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> Hey, it is starring Mel Brooks and Samuel L. Jackson and Michael Sarah, who plays Hank. Good. The titular Hank. Um, um, this movie looks just the poster makes this look like shit. Like, yeah, it looks what is the awful. studio? Behind my my four year old actually DreamWorks? walked up to me the other night and um, she was like, is Mel Brooks in, in a co-starring <laughs> role? He's one of my favorite um, 97 year olds. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Currently, this this is a Paramount movie. This movie is going straight to Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um, like, I'm just willing to chalk that in right now that they're going to see this movie and say, like, oh, no, we don't want to have this compete against. Like, I think that uh, it's coming out July 15th. There's yeah. some other big movie that's coming out July 15th. They're going to say, like, nah, we're just going to put this straight on Paramount Plus. And it might be a zero dollar a zero point uh hey man no uh it'll be it'll be in the conversation for uh best picture for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it but comes best, out like, best picture drawn by a child of a character <laughs> from a movie it comes out the same weekend as nope uh so, oh that's counter programming that's, that's tough for nope yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you hate to see that um Okay, moving right along. He also picked The Woman King, which is kind of like this, I mm -hmm. guess, historical African epic starring Viola Davis. Yeah. Who owns hard. Yeah. Um, Never a bad idea to pick a Viola Davis movie, especially it's also uh, directed by G Gina uh, Prince Blythewood, um, yeah. who's kind of just on the up and up. Um, I could I could see it. I could see this being like if it's if it's good. I know that it started test screening and yeah. the early buzz around it has been like it looks fucking great. So that's a good sign. Um, then Gaia got Minions: The Rise of Gru. Which She's gonna make a billion dollars. It's an award. So happy award for her. Mm -hmm. um, we we should all go see Minions: The Rise of Gru. Let's do it. guys. Hands. I'm I will go. I 100 percent will go see Minions: Rise of Gru with you. Let's do it. Uh, she also got Top Gun Maverick, which that's might one. come out. <laughs> Fucking snipe Top Gun Maverick for me. I really want Top Gun how, Maverick on my team. How well do you guys think it'll do? How important do you think Top Gun is to the average person? I don't think it's that important. Well, I dude. think it's important to older people. Yeah. And older people are more likely to go to movies than young people. The thing is that like. It's Are weirdly, they? I think that kids don't go to the movie theater. If you talk to like a fucking Gen Z person, they don't go to the movies. 
Well, they they just go to like like horror like Blumhouse movies, right? You right. Know? Um, yeah, this I I think Top Gun's gonna do pretty well. But how I think it's well? gonna make like one fifty to two hundred. Okay, because like I'm not saying like it's gonna make five hundred million dollars. I think it'll like I think it could be creeping up by two hundred by the end of it. That's fair. Well, because the the movies that kids do go to are the only movies that make money. It's like Marvel movies. So it's I, it it's, has a hundred and fifty two million dollar budget. That's fucking crazy. That yeah, Tom rocks. Cruise is an insane I, it's going to do well internationally for sure. Honestly, that just like made me so happy seeing that. And I should have spent more money to try and get Top Gun Maverick Jeez. on my team because Tom Cruise is in a $150 million budget. I mean, maybe. I this think rocks. maybe the thing is, so is like excited. people are so hungry for Mission Impossible that they'll just this is this will just like satiate. <laughs> I have horrible them. news about how important Mission Impossible is to the average person. Uh, do you know how much money Mission Impossible made at the box office? Mission Impossible 6, because it did fucking gangbusters. Yeah, those those movies, they yeah, they rake it in. Um, She also. Yeah. Fallout made seven hundred ninety one million dollars. Yeah, domestic. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. That's a lot more than I thought. Yeah, and those fucking go, baby. Guy also got the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, I hope that one does well. That one's like, like it'll Bob's make me Burgers feel good. has like fucking stands. Yeah, yeah. people worship. We can't it. better come that. out. There um, are certain people who think that is the best show ever made. Right, and it's a great cannot, show. They won't be convinced otherwise. You know. Bob's Burgers is kind of one of those weird shows that we like never talk about on this podcast because it's just it's a syndicated TV show that's just like watched by the masses. And it's kind of at like a consistent level of quality where it's never going to like wow you and you're going to be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But there's something to be said of like really great, uh, like high bar adult comedies that are just kind of consistent and right. on television year after year. We we've said the same thing before about always sunny in Philadelphia. I don't think the show's as good as always sunny, but like that same type of show where it's just kind of been around yeah. for so long. You forget about it. Uh, yeah. Burgers is great. I, Burgers I think, fucking rocks. I think a good comp for it is like a modern King of the Hill. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's very visually drab. But um, yet, like reliable, like it's consistent. Yeah, but like it could just also like be a live action yeah. thing, and it wouldn't be super different, you know? Yeah. Um, she also got Downton Abbey two colon a new era. Um, hopefully, you know we'll, we'll get all some see stands together, out right? there for mm -hmm. that. And I want to dance with somebody, the Whitney Houston body. That, that one should get some points. It's yeah. they're positioning it to be awards play. It's coming out last week of December. Yeah. That sure. is where you put your movie that you want to push for Oscars. People, yeah, people love Whitney Houston. Um Casey Lemons. Rightfully so. I love Casey Lemons. Um also has like the the um, the writer of I Want to Dance with Somebody is this guy Anthony McCartan, who uh, oh he yeah he, he exclusively writes Oscar wrote movies. the two yeah. popes Bohemian Rhapsody Darkest Hour Theory yeah. of Everything. Jeez. This guy is yeah. loved by he's the in um a couple years ago he was in the Hollywood Reporter like writer you know roundtables yeah. and he's very smart damn mm. yeah all right David got. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's going to make a fuckload. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are thirsty for a new Marvel movie after Spider-Man. Uh, Don't Worry, Darling. The follow-up to Booksmart from Miss Olivia Wilde. That, I'm, I'm interested to see how that does because she's she's right on the precipice of being an awards type person because Booksmart was very lovable. Let me tell you, it's going to make money because... Harry Styles. The Harry stands yeah. are... We talked about Zendaya stands and like Harry stands are yeah. just on that same level of like, they cannot be stopped. Also Florence Pugh, Chris, uh, Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. um, 
She also got, or he also got uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, um, money, the Banshees of Inni Sharon, which is the new Martin McDonough. That's movie. definitely how you say that, Inni Sharon. <laughs> Inni Sharon. Barry um, Keoghan. Yeah, Martin McDonough, his follow-up to Three Billboards Outside yeah. of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, a movie that was nominated for a whole bunch of awards and fucking sucks. Um, so, um, you, you guys like liked that movie when you talked I, about it. I'm that sorry. That is not true. I, that I, is, I like the movie. Yeah, I, that, I was going to say, I was very yeah. against Three Billboards. On your, in the, your initial podcast, you were like, I didn't like it. No. You liked yes, it. I said. I said I did not care for that movie. Mm. I came on and I, t- I like afterward and I talked about how much I hated it. I I think I was I like, I disliked it. You came in strong hating it. Um, and now I am still at a point where like, if anything, I've gotten more sour on it. More than going sour on it, it's left my brain forever. Couldn't tell you anything about it's, it. It's just, it's very hollow to me. It's, it's a uh, foreign person's take on an Amer- very American idea, which is he, feels kind of empty. He also got Till which is the true story of Emmett Till. Um, and yeah, that's his team. Then Dane got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Dane, who was not going to draft until the last minute, ended up getting Guilty. Across the, the fucking Spider-Verse. Might be my favorite movie that I'm looking forward to this yeah. year. Followed uh, to one of the best movies of the last like 10 years. Bullet Train. Uh, new Brad Pitt action movie. That that to me is a tweener in yeah. terms of it's not going to get quite enough box office right. and I don't think it'll get awards. But I, I do want to watch it. Uh, untitled Mario film, um, a.k.a. Super Chris Pratt movie. Mario has stands, Loki. Um, Paolo Gucci as <laughs> Mario yeah. Mushroom. Uh, Charlie Day as is Luigi. Um, Adam McSyvor and Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah. Honestly, the casting outside of Chris Pratt is great. Right. But it's just like Chris yeah. Pratt's fucking Mario. Danny DeVito is Dorgal in that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think Zendaya is me. Yeah. Stonekeeper. And uh, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is right around the corner. <laughs> Very excited for that, too. It's another tweener. I, I, I don't know if that movie's making money and no. I don't think it's getting awards love, but yeah. I'm happy that but Dave, I I'm happy watch that it. got drafted. I want to watch it. And Easter Sunday, which I <laughs> uh, that was shocking. Oh, you mean the newest from the Broken Lizard comedy troupe? Yeah, that was I, I was shocked that, that he picked that because I'd never even heard of that. But yeah, it's from the guys who made um uh, Super Trooper. Yeah, don't, don't Google Easter Sunday. Jay Chandrascar, most notably, came from them and who has become he directed a bunch of episode community. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's become a very respectable director. Um he also was the person hey. driving the cab in that Jackass prank, the terrorist prank. Yeah. And Jackass that's, that's too. Jay. Um yeah, the cast is I mean, I'm so I'm excited for this. I didn't know this movie existed until yeah. seeing it, but like Joe Coy, your boy, Brandon Wardell, is in this movie. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. No, I'm 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 excited for this. Uh, don't know if it'll make money. Wait. When uh, when Dane first said Easter Sunday, I thought that he was grabbing one of those church movies yeah. <laughs> that like comes out and still makes like a hundred million dollars yeah. because every church like buys out the theater for their whole congregation. Guys, no. Okay. This? this like this isn't like a broken lizard movie. This is a Jay Chandraskar directed movie. This is a Joe Coy movie. It is about the comedian Joe Coy and he's playing himself. Oh, nice. This is not a Broken Lizard movie. Um, 
like it's not going to feel like that at all. It's not going to be like a large Farva liter of cola type fucking thing. I guess we shall see. Yeah, be, well, be, I've heard Brandon Wardell talking about this. Like um, this is yeah, Brandon Wardell's playing his son. Like it's it's about like uh, Joe Coy's crazy life as a as a. Oh, it's like a it's comedian. like a King of Staten Island. So will this deal. movie be good? Uh, I doubt it. I, I don't <laughs> think so. Okay. All right. All right. Last last couple picks here. Brett got Creed three. Uh, Directed by Michael B. Jordan. Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. God bless you, Brett. Um, This movie, uh, Warner Brothers announced that they are waiting to start filming on four and five to see how this movie does, which is not what you want to hear. They want to know what people think about the secrets. The the thing that the only thing that is in its favor is the name Dumbledore in the title is going to. That's genuinely going to. Well, that's literally the biggest part of the poster that's one of the funniest thing yeah the fantastic beast the secrets of dumbledore the secrets of harry potter's dumbledore um yeah i think uh i think this movie might not do so great yeah um i think it's i'm excited though to like kick off the league this week with this movie what do you think he's gonna be on the board do you are you guys excited for like the fan art when we can have like mashups of like both Dumbledore and Babadook as like two gay icons. Oh wow! I thought you were gonna go straight to Matt Mickelson just raw dogging it. Uh, that's what's gonna happen in this movie. That's the plot. So we're getting our third, our third Grindelwald, yep. right? So we had Colin, we had Johnny, and yep. now we have Mads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This franchise definitely has a shit together for sure. He also <laughs> got to see. Knives Out two. Um, excited for it also might be a tweener yeah and it's a netflix so you're not getting any box office you get you get those top 10 points though yeah for however long they keep it on there until they kick it out for is it cake season two and the northman and 13 lives which is a ron howard movie i'm i'm really wondering if the northman is going to get awards um because on one hand it is time to pay Eggers his due in right. terms of like an anointing him as like a, an incredible director. I don't know if he's quite there. Um, well, the, he he hasn't made a movie that's palatable to awards people. I don't know yet. if this one will. This be. one, well, this one is definitely going to be more palatable to an audience. Um, the question is, is it going to be good in in awards terms? Yeah. Well, I will say in its favor. I mean, it's not in its favor that's coming out like this month because if they wanted it to be awardsy they would release a movie like this later on so people could be like oh my god the craft the, give this more awards i'm worried it's more going to be closer to green knight in that way yeah where it's like an thinking. auteur is making a movie that like we yeah. respect a lot but we aren't going to give any nominations I'm definitely I mean, excited for it it working its favor though it's not a24 because a24 is like low-key really bad at uh running awards campaigns right. moonlight produced- was like an outlier for them i guess yeah, in Moonlight, they actually, it, they kind of like fell ass backwards into Moonlight. The more right. that you look into it, like they just bought Moonlight and then it came at the right time. It just happened to premiere in October and then right. had like a word of mouth wave. It was less a compliment on their ability to run a campaign and more the, the power of Moonlight. Yeah, yeah, it's like undeniable. Yeah. Um, and it's favored though. It's being distributed by Universal and Focus Features. Universal and Focus, like Focus knows how to run a campaign for something. Right. So if they want this movie to do well, I didn't realize this movie had a ninety million dollar budget. I'm so excited. That rocks. Yeah, that's the Bob. They that gave Bobby Eggers a hundred mil. Like, let's fucking go, baby. Like, this is going to be a different Eggers. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of our boy Adam, 
couldn't make it up to the draft because he was seeing the Northman at a press screening. Um, so he had to submit his picks of the scraps, the forgotten uh, cutting room yeah, floor scraps. Which I, I did say like up front, like I think that he's going to be top three. Yeah, so these because, are his picks. Because Adam is very smart and good movies were left over. Yeah. He got DC League of Super Pets. I'll make money. Empire of Light, the new Sam Mendes movie. That movie's going to be nominated for a bunch of stuff. I was really surprised that nobody got Empire of Light in our draft. Uh, the Son into the Fatherverse, mm-hmm. uh, the sequel to The Father. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't wait for, the, for uh, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. The third part of the trilogy. The Whale. That was a Brett. Brett's, Brett made that joke. Yeah, the Holy Ghost. I made that joke like immediately, and then Brett also co-opted my joke. I think Harry also made the same joke uh, at some other right. point because we were just screaming. Well, I mean, that's how you know Zoom. that it's a bad joke. Um, so, congrats. Well, to all you of were trying. You were trying to tell me that it wasn't part of the Father Verse, and it a hundred percent is part of the Father Verse. We're entering. The yeah, you and you were so sure. <laughs> Why are you so sure? I don't think that's true. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can say that. No, apparently, uh, Florian Florian Zeller has like been like, it's not connected to the father. Yeah, like he keeps telling people like he's like, my next movie is called The Son. It's not connected to the father. He really wants people to know that this is not. And yeah, Anthony Hopkins is reprising his role as the father. Yeah, he's just playing a dementia patient again. Um, he also got the whale, which we mentioned is the. Um, I guess we will mention, or no. No, we mentioned it. How did we record it. We this? mentioned it. We've already, we mentioned the same episode. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's new movie with Brendan Fraser and The Killer, which is the new um, David Fincher film. Which I don't know is coming out this year. Yeah, it's tough. It, is it shooting right now? I guess we don't uh, know. I think it is shooting like right now. So it might not come so, out. So uh, I don't know if it is. Um, also, even if it does come out right now, Fincher actually like secretly isn't as loved by the Academy as Mank won an Oscar. Mank did, and Mank is like his only movie. Think Gone Girl wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Um, like he's not as loved by the Academy as he should be because he makes genre movies. With the exception, Mank was his chance. Mank was his chance to get credit. (laughs) And no one gave him credit he's give the man some yeah, damn like, credit yeah. hollywood what if i make a shitty movie will you like that and yeah. they were like no we don't like the shitty one either mank like, is we great. don't we don't like your good ones or guys your bad ones. i've watched mank three times i go to sleep to mank Jeez. um i have a mank vinyl <laughs> oh, wow. that it's just the audio from bank just because i just like to go to sleep just hearing mank's voice <laughs> i do make impressions to make myself and make guy go to sleep. I just go up to guy and just go, what a nightmare. I, I just want credit. When you're sleeping, I want, you're like, I want to start on credit. <laughs> we, 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 we want credit. We, name, we, we name we another line. <laughs> and that's not a line in the movie, by the way. <laughs> no, that's the, that's I'm, his big speech that I'm, he gives. I'm Mank. <laughs> they call me Mank. They call me Mank. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I'll do one not. I'll do one a different character than Mank. <clears throat> Dear God, turn on the Mank signal. Mm-hmm. When they have to call Mank in to, to write Citizen here's, Kane. Here's, here's another. You should get credit. That's everyone else. The city, yeah. the that's, city deserves. That's everyone, that's everyone not named Orson Welles. The yeah. city deserves a better class of Mank. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him. Um, all right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. Um, 
thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sticking with us as we go through this uh, introduction to this film draft. Um, And the introduction to our next 299 episodes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got the big 300 for you next week. It may or may not be uh, from the back of a speeding ambulance through the streets of L.A. Mm -hmm. We shall see. Um, We're not going to review every movie that has been drafted in this league, but I'll at least like keep tabs on it to see like how it's all going we'll do blazing know? samurai we'll do yeah, the big legend ones. of hank for yeah. sure uh yeah. secrets of dumbledore yeah i know i really know you already to. have your tickets for secrets of dumbledore like mm. tomorrow yeah like you're you'll be there i actually IMAX. asked for them because i was like can i be in front of the front row and they were like, yeah. And they were like, do you want to be behind the projectors? So I said, yes. So I'm actually going to be behind the screen. Good. I'm going to be like puppeting yeah. the secrets of Dumbledore. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, stick around for Northmen. Stick around for Doctor Strange. Oh, we got to do an episode on the fucking Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yeah, of course. Our of course. boy, obviously. Yeah. Massive talent. Um, and then beyond that, TV catch up, back to Robin, Birdcage, Jack, more good shit. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, comment, recommend, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening and watching. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.